0: The Cardinals should 100% sign DeAndre Baker. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey. Dallas Clancy. I'm the host of Locked On Cardinals. Welcome. Thanks for hanging out. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. We're 31 days away from football. Real regular season football. Hell yeah. We made it. Follow me on Twitter again at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit a like on the video. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Um, You know. Just trying to grow this thing, baby. Thank you for making On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. Five years going into my sixth season. Um, thank you very much for being a part of it. If this is your first listen, this is the first time you watched or heard Locked On Cardinals, thanks for taking some time. Maybe make tomorrow your second listen. Cardinals have a game against Cincinnati. Uh, I'll be doing a live halftime show after or at halftime of tomorrow's game, and I'll be doing most likely a quick uh, post-game wrap-up little live as well. Join me. Bring your questions. Bring your comments. Uh, We'll interact. It's fun. That's one of the most fun things I get to do here is interact with you. So thank you for being along the journey with me. DeAndre Baker was drafted by the New York Giants with the 30th overall pick in 2019. Okay. They moved up. They gave a fourth and a fifth rounder to move up. Seven spots to draft him on the tail end of the first round. Okay. Then, some not-so-great stuff happened. Um, He was charged with holding people up at gunpoint, and then he was acquitted of the charges because it turns out that people were trying to extort him. And, yeah. So that happened, and that's why the Giants cut him initially. Okay. It was in Florida when it happened. And like, <laughs> this was in, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's something that in this day and age, sometimes the allegation, true or untrue, can mar somebody's, you know, existence. And, It's that's what happened to DeAndre Baker. So he was cut and then picked up by the Chiefs. He played eight games for them last year. Um, He's 24 years old. He won the Jim Thorpe Award for the best defensive back in the nation in 2018 while at Georgia. So he checks specific boxes. And everybody loves a comeback story. And he's got opportunities abound if the Cardinals were to sign him. 24 years old. He's 5'11", 180. He's pretty much a perfect corner size won the Jim Thorpe award in college. Those are things there are specific awards that are given out in college that have a pretty high transfer rate to the NFL. You get a really good litmus test of what a player is going to be like in the NFL and how ready he is for the NFL game with the speed and the growth of talent on both sides of the ball, uh, as compared to college football where you know, a bunch of players to go to first period chemistry on Monday after the game on Saturday. It's just, it's different. Best defensive back in the nation is, especially in the SEC, is one where it's like, okay, you know that the floor most likely for a player like that is higher coming out of college and into the NFL than someone who didn't win the Jim Thorpe Award. Now you have the one percenters of the corners and safeties in college, sure but there's only one winner, and DeAndre Baker won that award, okay? So had some off-the-field stuff, controversial, was expunged, signed with the Chiefs, 24 years old, and he needs a team. The Cardinals desperately need defensive back help. They need cornerback depth. They've got Byron Murphy. It looks like Mark Wilson and Antonio Hamilton are fighting for that CB2 role as, as we're looking at camp right now. And if DeAndre Baker comes in, And he shows, wow, this dude, he's 24 years old, okay? It's not like he's 30 trying for another chance. This dude, if he comes in and balls out, you could be looking at the future of the cornerback room. The Cardinals will probably sign him to a one-year deal, prove a deal, team-friendly. They've got some cheese to spend, okay? If you bring him in and he pops, they brought him in yesterday. There's no word as I'm recording this of him being signed or – or or him leaving Arizona without a contract. If he pops, then the Cardinals could be looking at something they just fell into when other teams wouldn't give DeAndre Baker the chance that the Cardinals did. Picture that. Okay, let's run that back. They didn't draft the corner in 2020 in the first round. They didn't draft the corner in 2021 in the first round. They haven't addressed the cornerback position all the way back to when Patrick Peterson was in his prime. After Antonio Cromartie left, they never addressed the CB two ever. Remember Brandon Williams, running back, Texas A and M game, week one starter, opposite side, Patrick Peterson. That happened. And that's kind of where we've been with the cornerback room. Byron Murphy, you know, Patrick Peterson uh was um on the shelf for his PED suspension during Byron Murphy's rookie season. Byron Murphy came in and was just a de facto cornerback one. He wasn't ready yet. I think he gave up the most touchdowns or something like that. He he had he had he was at a top of statistic you don't want to ever be as a cornerback his rookie year, but he was a rookie and he didn't, I mean the the person who was supposed to teach him was a cheater and had to sit for six games. So then now Byron Murphy's come in. He's emerged by being the CB1 de facto because the Cardinals haven't addressed the cornerback room. So if they can back into this, if Steve Kime can sign DeAndre Baker and DeAndre Baker becomes an impact maker from week one on and then he he signs a longer contract after the 2022 season, this is what dreams are made of not only for DeAndre Baker, obviously, but for the Cardinals, where it's like he was a, fir- he was a former first-round pick. Former first-round cornerbacks are not prevalent two years after he was drafted. And this would be obviously the third year. And it's just – it would be amazing. Let's just say that with the stuff that's happened this offseason, the front-loaded or the offensive-loaded moves that the Cardinals have made, for DeAndre Baker to come in to be an impact maker, just like, awesome. That would be fantastic. Steve Keim, sign him. 24 years old, former Jim Thorpe award winner. Sign him. You need depth. Sign him, sign him, sign him. Do not let him leave Arizona without a damn contract. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. I want to talk more about the young guys. I want to talk more about a perfect scenario as it pertains to the young guys that need to take a step forward this season. I'm going to talk about the offense next segment, and I'm going to talk about the defensive guys in the third segment. Buckle up. It's going to be a good rest of the podcast. Alex Lanty, Locked On Cardinals. I'll be right back. First, belt bar. Cookie, dough, chunk, puff. Say it with me now. Cookie dough chunk puff. That's the new featured flavor. Puffs. If you don't remember, or if this is your first podcast, thanks for listening to Lockdown Cardinals. By the way, protein infused marshmallow covered in chocolate. That's how Built Bar rolls. They've got the regular Built Bars. They got Built Bar granola, and then they've got Built Bar puffs. And I've had these. We we got sent a box because you know we're cool like that. I ate them in four days. Like normally, I'll ration it out for myself so I can enjoy over the course of a week and a half or two weeks. I ate these babies, bingo, bing, 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 like four or five in a row because they're so good. They're only 160 calories. They're 16 grams of protein. protein. It's like six bites. Okay. They don't taste like the side of a tree. They don't taste like your buddy in the chalk. They, and they actually taste amazing. Like this is all true. Okay. Go to build.com. Check for yourself. I got my dad hooked. That was very difficult to do when he's used to eating bagels with orange marmalade and eggs with lemon pepper, pretty much in perpetuity for the last 25 years for breakfast. He got Bilt Bar. He got a bunch of flavors. He got a, he got a, you know, a a, a multi flavored box where they just send you a bunch of different kinds because they got so many different flavors for you to try. Bilt Bar has got you covered. Go to Bilt.com. Get a box of cookie dough chunk puff today. Again, 100% covered in chocolate, 160 calories, 15 grams of protein, Use promo code Locked15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. The Young Guns under the microscope. Alex Clancy Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day. The Cardinals travel to Cincinnati for 4:30 local kickoff. I mean, local time kickoff. It's here. We're not gonna see wide receiver ones, RB ones. We're not going to see the ones at all. We're not going to see a lot of the backups either. Trace McSorley's going to start. I think Colt McCoy is going to back him up, or he may be the third string guy. Like, We're not going to see a whole lot except for, and if I talked about this yesterday and the day before, I want to see what Josh Jones has to offer. He's going to be starting at right tackle. Kelvin Beecham not going to be there to be in his way, and I want to see what Josh Jones has got. I know he's not going to be Playing against the ones, okay? But there's going to be a real pass rush. There's going to be a real quarterback to protect. And I want to see what Josh Jones has going into his third season. Because if anything were to happen to Kelvin Beachum, Josh Jones is going to have to be a minute man and step in and protect Kyler Murray. And I want to see what Andy Isabella's got. Like I want to see what he looks like when he gets all the opportunities. I just want to see. And I know he's going to be playing against the twos and threes. But I want to see Andy Isabella. I want to see these things. But let's fast forward to the regular season. Week one, at home, Kansas City. The offensive guys, they're in a bunch of different spots. A bunch of different levels of pressure. And a bunch of different levels of Play time, it looks like they're going to see at this point. I'll save Rondell Moore for last. All right. Eno Benjamin. He was the flagship. He was the headliner for yesterday's podcast. Check it out. YouTube, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If Eno Benjamin can emerge, and we're going to see him Friday night, we're going to see him a lot this preseason, I would assume. Hopefully, we're not going to see a lot of James Conner. We'll see more Daryl Williams. We'll see more Eno Benjamin. We'll see Keonti, Keonti, Keonti Ingram. If Eno Benjamin can emerge as an RB2 slash three, and I got, I had some conversations, the Eno truthers are there. And they're like, told you so. I see it in the comments. I saw the one guy, forget his name. Okay, you're right. You don't need to screenshot and show me. I remember a couple people that said Eno's going to be a guy. And I saw it as, well, Chase Edmonds and James. James Conner kind of took everybody by surprise last year. It's like, what is Chase Edmonds gonna do? He's not an RV one. Maybe Eno Benjamin will step in. They signed James Conner for under 2 million for a one-year deal, and then he blows the roof off. Then Chase Edmonds leaves. Now there's room. I'm still on the side of Daryl Williams because I've seen it before. I've seen it before. Clad Edwards has always heard. Damian Williams was in and out of the of, of the roster for the last couple of seasons. Even you know, he sat out during the COVID year. He opted out. Daryl Williams, I've seen get meaningful carries, less and less because Jeremy Kinnon signed then the Gore kid took over. He was a fantasy darling for a couple weeks last year. If you know Benjamin can emerge as an RB2 light or the actual RB2, if that's how, you know, the dominoes fall, that would be massive for the Arizona Cardinals and for him. Massive for the Arizona Cardinals and for him because look at what San Francisco's done. Elijah Mitchell. Do you need to see anything more? I think it was a sixth-round pick. Raheem Mostert bounced around, bounced around, bounced around, out of the league, San Francisco, four touchdowns in the NFC Championship game. Like, this happens all the time, but never to the Cardinals. And this, if Eno Benjamin can step up, and people said on draft, it's like, how is he still there? Like, how did he not get drafted in the sixth round, in the fifth round? If Eno Benjamin can emerge... Huge deal, not only for him, but for the Arizona Cardinals because you have young, inexpensive contractually talent who's an impact maker. That's how you build championship rosters. I'm not saying the Cardinals are there yet, but I'm saying a mixture of veteran, expensive contracts and young, rookie-scale contracts, not only in the first round, second, third, third, seven rounds in the NFL draft, hundreds of picks, and the Cardinals have yet to really get lucky. With late round flyers that actually hold, that actually perform, that actually make the damn roster. And that's something you're hoping for from Eno you know, Benjamin. Now, Rondell Moore, a little bit more volatile, a lot more pressure, second round pick, another second round undersized wide receiver with blazing speed, Steve Kim special. He showed flashes last year. And also, after midway through the season, Apparently, the entire Arizona Cardinals organization thought, with Rondell Moore involved, past the line of scrimmage was lava. Don't touch it. He can't go past the line of scrimmage before catching a ball. He can't. It's lava. You can't. And he had one of the worst statistical lines. I think it was, like, distance per attempt per target or – It was something like that. I need to look that up. And don't quote me on that. He he had a terrible, terrible statistic aligned to his name. I'm sure somebody on Twitter will will let me know exactly what it was. They need to maximize his talent. Not just broken plays, Kyler Murray running back and forth behind the line of scrimmage, extending plays and finding Rondell Moore for a a short Hail Mary pretty much on third and 20-whatever. And the broken play against Minnesota, his, his big touchdown that in, in week three, it's like, oh, my goodness gracious, this dude could be a star. But what we did see from Rondell Moore last year was when he has the ball in space, he is absolutely, incredibly lightning quick, electric, so much fun to watch. Like, the NFL game is not too fast for him. But he and Cliff Kingsbury need to figure out the package to use for him and have it not just be end of rounds and wide receiver bubble screens. I think that they just need to remove wide receiver screen from the playbook unless it's DeAndre Hopkins catching the ball. Because for some reason, when DeAndre Hopkins only had one person to beat and you could get a chunk gain, he does it. And he's not the fastest guy. He's probably the slowest guy in the wide receiver room. It doesn't matter. It's DeAndre Hopkins. He gets to his spots. But those two guys this season, if they produce – this offense could be even better than what people think it's going to be now. Alex Lanty, Locked on Cardinals, the defensive young talent under a microscope. Next. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. If this is your first listen, thank you. If this is your second one this week, maybe make tomorrow your third. And if you've been listening since 2017, 2018, 2019, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You can also check me out today, Locked on NFL, on YouTube, and free and available wherever you get your podcast with Tyler Rowland from Locked on Titans. We talk about preseason games as a whole. We talk about games that we're excited to see during the first week slate. And I refuse to call the Hall of Fame game week one of the preseason. Just like I refuse to call the play-in games to the NCAA tournament the first round. The first round is and will always be the first full slate of games, whether it be preseason, regular season, NCAA tournament, take it to the bank. There's a couple, well, there's actually a handful of defensive players that are young, who are young. And just like the offensive guys with Eno Benjamin and Rondo Moore, have varying degrees of heat and spotlight surrounding them. I'm going to start with the obvious. He's not necessarily that young anymore by football standards. Obviously he's, he's a young man, Byron Murphy. He's got the most, even though Isaiah Simmons is the most pivotal defensive player, in my opinion, for the Cardinals this year, Byron Murphy is in a contract here. He's had a Christian Kirk like career so far up down. Not sure flashes of brilliance, flashes of not so great, and then everywhere in the middle. Is he a slot corner? Is he an outside corner? Can he play outside corner? Should they move him inside and sign an outside corner? Like, he hasn't had the easiest go, and it's not necessarily his fault, okay? The Cardinals haven't put enough talent around him, okay? Drafting Marco Wilson and moving him into the CB2 role isn't ideal. Marco Wilson wasn't ready to play last year. He showed flashes. He's going to be a good NFL player by all accounts, but he wasn't ready last year, and that's kind of what Steve Kime does. He drafts a guy. He's like, all right, go get him. Go get him, and that's something that the Cardinals, you know, that, 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 that's something that Byron Murphy has had to deal with. Byron Murphy, if he can emerge as a true cornerback one, and maybe if they sign DeAndre Baker, it'll help him with the depth of the cornerback room if he can emerge and really have a year that people who were hoping Christian Kirk would have for the Cardinals to retain him, And obviously, I mean, it actually worked out. they gave him, you know, a billion dollars to go to Jacksonville. If he can emerge and earn that second contract from the Cardinals, the Cardinals defense is going to be a lot better than it looks like on paper right now. He has the most pressure on him. Second most pressure is Isaiah Simmons. And the only reason for this is because he's a year ahead of Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins, we don't know about Zayvon Collins yet. We have no idea what he can bring to the table at the NFL level because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. He was injured. He didn't get playing time. It was Jordan Hicks. People say it was Van Joseph not playing rookies. I am hellbent on thinking he wasn't ready to play football at the NFL level yet, and that's why he didn't play. Isaiah Simmons went through that his rookie year. We remember the 75-yard catch-and-run by Raheem Mostert pretty much to kick off the 2020 NFL season, where Isaiah Simmons is like, oh, oh God, what's happening? Gone. He's come a long way from that. The game slowed down. He had the the flashbulb memories I have from him are, I've talked about this a bunch. If this is your first listen, thank you. The hit on Cam Newton that ended up being a 15-yard penalty, even though it shouldn't have been that Nick Folk turned into a game-winning kick in New England, his rookie year. He catapulted Cam Newton. It's like, oh man. If this dude has that hitting power, he's going to be a star in this league. We saw him week one, third and goal, stop Derrick Henry in his tracks at the goal line. We saw him save a touchdown on the goal line against Trey Lance when they were in when they were in uh at Safe Farm Stadium last year, and the Cardinals won by a touchdown. So he's shown that at times he is an absolute maniac on the defensive side of the ball. He's not there yet, but if he can take that step, if he can put it all together, if the defense, if Vance Joseph can help him narrow down his jobs and be a B plus A minus guy for two things, instead